Hey everyone, Shivers Charlie here. Today's Monday, and yes, I have been gone. See, what had happened was, is I had a baby. My wife went into labor, and my son is here. Yes, Adonis is here, and I'm exhausted, but so happy, overjoyed. Honestly, it's the best experience in life to see your child being born. So this week, I kind of want to let you guys know what actually happened. Today, I'll start off with day one when we went in, and then I'll do Wednesday where we talk about the process of what was going on in there. And then Friday, I'll tell you how my experience first night was bringing him home. So for today, for Monday, basically we had my wife's second to last appointment. And I knew for sure that we needed to have the vehicle ready with the suitcase, with all the baby stuff, you know, if we're going to stay in the hospital, all that stuff. You want to be prepared. You don't know if they're going to be like, go straight to the hospital. You don't know if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he needs to come out now because you never know what's happening. Only they know what's happening inside. So went to her checkup. She went in and we I was waiting in the car. Obviously, I'm not allowed in there. And then she came back out. And she said, hey, babe. I was like, hey. She's like, we got to go to triage, which is at Mary Birch. And she said, they want to induce me. Well, my baby's 39 weeks, basically. So if they did induce her and he did come that day, it's okay. Because he's fully full term. He's grown. There's no issues. So basically, she was excited. I was excited because I know she's been... Holding that baby in her belly for almost nine months. And she was just like, I want him already. I want to hold him already. And knowing that he was healthy and good to go, that he could come out. And they want to, the doctors want to plan it and induce her because uh, for her, she had a little bit of high blood pressure issue, which is fine. She's fine. No, not to worry. But that's what the issue was. So they said, hey, have you eaten? My wife was like, uh, not yet. They said, why don't you go get yourself a good lunch, dinner, and admit yourself into triage, or admit yourself. So basically, we had to go and get admitted. They already made the schedule, told them we were going to be there. We called my parents, called my sister, my brother, and I let them know, hey, we're going to go have a baby. So if you guys want to come eat with us before we go in, that'd be great. You know, have a little prayer. And that was it. So we did. Met at my place. I bought food for everybody. We sat down. We ate. Talked about what was going to happen. If we were prepared. Anything we needed. And we were good to go. My mom and dad wanted to drive us. Not drive us, but follow us there. And take pictures of us going in. You know, it's our first child. They're excited. It's their grandchild. So, of course, anything they wanted to do for support, for love, I'm, I'm cool with. I didn't mind. So we did. Went straight there. Uh, you got to go to a window where they check your temperature or ask you questions. They don't check your temperature, but they ask you questions. And uh, if you say no to all the COVID questions, then you're good. So then they give you a sticker. You go in. We go all the way up to the certain floor. They say getting admitted. They give us a room. And at this point, my wife, she had some contractions, but it was nothing crazy. Uh, she was just having them on and off randomly. So uh, I don't know. I don't think she was dilated. 
I think they said that she was like not even a centimeter. So we basically were in the room waiting and they gave her a small little pill. I forgot what the drug was called, but it helped break down the liner of the wall so that the baby could come out. So once they did the pill, we waited a couple hours. Now this was on the 15th, guys. So we've been we were there from the 15th, 16th, 17th, came home on the 18th. So, yeah. I'm talking about I didn't sleep at all. So, first night in there, they put the pill and we were waiting a couple hours and then they came and checked every 2 hours on her to see how she was doing. And they said, oh, yeah, you're dilating now. You're at three centimeters, but it stopped for a while. So then we're like, okay, well, let's see what we can do to help you go faster. So they ended up putting this other drug. Not a, not really a drug, but it, well, it's a drug, but it doesn't affect the baby. It doesn't affect my wife. It just affects the liner, the wall, so that it's able to open up wider and wider so that the baby can come out. Water can break. You know, they can, you know, actually break the water for her. And that's what they did. They put the drug in there, which we agreed on because it was more controllable. So if something did react, they could pull it out. So they put it in and it worked so fast. Literally at by, I want to say, nine in the morning. She was already like nine centimeters dilated. And she was having contractions. She was in pain. So for all you men that are going to support your wife your girlfriend whoever you're having a baby with during this time be there help them whatever they need i literally my wife was just saying baby can you tell the doctor this can you go get the doctor i would go at whatever she wanted i literally didn't sleep i had my wife sleep because i wanted her to rest because in reality she needs that rest to be able to push when it's time to push because it's exhausting mm -hmm. it's exhausting so we went uh, the 15th all the way to about 2 in the morning on the 16th, 2 in the morning. She was having really bad contractions. So she told me, that, hey, can you get the doctor? I'm really in pain. So I went and got the doctor. I told him, hey, my wife's in really big pain. I think she wants the epidural. Now, in me and my wife's birth plan, we, we were okay with the epidural, but we did not want Pitocin. Uh, we've heard some bad things about Pitocin. It's supposed to help you induce, but it wasn't our birth plan. So we tried to do everything else. Pitocin was like last resort. So we did the epidural, which is basically to help her with the pain. She was controlled. You know, she could take care of it. Um, and they were making fun of us because, well, the anesthesiologist who basically does it was making fun of us because we were supposed to, we weren't supposed to, but he was like, you should have told me earlier because she was in, she was having contractions literally from, I want to say nine at night to about two in the morning. And it just got worse and worse and worse. So he was like, man, I could have gave you some drugs. You would have had no issues. And now we we're just all laughing. And so then uh, basically what that epidural is, is they stick a needle, a tiny tube in the spine of the woman and they add epidural drug to numb the pain on the lower body of your, like, kind of like your waist down, basically, or I would say stomach down, basically where they put it, down. And it helps kind of numb it so you can deal with the pain. It's it's to make you comfortable, basically. And that's what she wanted, and that's what we got. So 
it was helping a lot. I can only imagine if it wasn't there because when she was having contractions without it, she was screaming, mad, holding her tongue. Like, it was tough for her. And I give it up to her, honestly. So, let's see. Nine in the morning. She was nine centimeters apart. And they were like, okay, let's uh, pop your bag. And they just stuck a needle in there. It's like a long tube pointing at the top of the bottom. And they just popped it. And all you saw was the water go out. And I was laughing because I was like, that's crazy. That's like, it's crazy what your body can do for a woman's body. It's amazing. And I told my wife, I said, hey, babe, good thing we weren't at Target or anywhere. Because then that shit would have happened in the middle of the floor. And we would have been slipping. And people would have been slipping. It would have been bad. So good thing it was controlled in here at the hospital. And we were just laughing about it. Got to do anything to make her, you know smile make her laugh do what you can try to have a positive mindset so at that point it was 10 centimeters out of like 11 and they said okay in about an hour we're gonna start pushing and that started two o'clock on the 16th 2 p.m started pushing and honestly it was amazing experience now i want you guys to know that this was crazy to me i've never experienced anything like this yeah you see movies you see shows you see things like that and yeah that looks crazy wow that's crazy but to be there it blew my mind i looked at my woman in a whole different light like she is strong she is capable of anything and when i was there my main job was to make sure she was comfortable help her in any shape or form and so she needed to be moved. You got to move her. She, she needed help. She can't move herself, obviously. And she had that epidural, so she couldn't feel her legs. I didn't sleep. I slept like two hours. And that was only because I closed my eyes and then she would be in pain. So I woke up and did whatever she needed. I got her water. I got, you know, you ask for it. Hey, can I get water? Hey, can she have a snack? Like, things like that. You keep, keep communication with the nurses. Now, I felt good because the nurses came in and every, it was a different nurse every once in a while because they go on different shifts. But they were just telling me like, wow, you're amazing because most dads just sleep on the couch and let us do all the work. But you're like super involved. And that's amazing. Like she kept telling my wife, you know, you're lucky to have him. And she was like, I know, I know. He's amazing. And it made me feel good because I, I was just, it was just, that's how I, I felt like I, I was supposed to do that as the husband, as the father of the child. I felt like that was my job to take care of my wife, to take care of my child, to make sure they're comfortable, to make sure that he comes out safe, ask questions, things like that. So I was kind of pissed to find out that there's men out there that don't support their women when it comes to the time for labor. So this is the end of the 15th to the beginning of the 16th. On Wednesday, I'll tell you guys of how it popped out and how it was and what they had to do and it was intense. But for the end of this segment, I just want you men to know that if your woman is giving birth, support her. Be there. Be intuitive. Be with her. Hold her hand. Help her. Rub her head if she's breathing. Rub her if she, she rub her back. Whatever you need to do to make her feel comfortable, do it. Don't be a lazy ass and be on your fucking couch sleeping, watching movies, and letting the nurses do whatever they have to do. Because that's your child. That's your wife. You understand me? That's my two cents. Be a better man. Be a better father. And do what you gotta do. 
So I will see you guys on Wednesday. I'm sorry I've been gone, but baby comes first. God bless. Take care.